Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Are you your favorite rapper's favorite podcast. See, this is why I like your show. You guys charismatic, you know the right things to say. Welcome to the Break Room podcast that comes to you live every Saturday night from Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm good. Doing good. Coming down from Turkey. Coming down from Turkey. Yeah, man. A lot of turkey, a lot of food. Good, yeah, man. Yeah, I forgot. I just remembered. Oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Let me just say, if you're still eating Thanksgiving, uh, Leftovers, you might want to chuck them. I don't think they're good. Throw it out. It's only been like like two days. No, it's not two days. It's been like three. All right, same. That's not you. Your food should be good for like a week. At least. She's like, nah. Nah, I'm still eating. I don't care. (laughs) I don't even have. Shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. We don't have any either. Listen, I know we talk a lot about a lot of shit on this podcast, but. Dallas Cowboys aren't one of them. <laughs> no. How dare you disrespect America's team? <laughs> I don't know. Raiders did that Thursday. In overtime. They sent me his finger in an envelope, man. Mm-hmm. All bloody and shit. <laughs> I don't know what to do, eh? I don't know, man. I feel naked out there, B. I'm thinking how they got Sonny in some abandoned building or some basement just fucking bleeding, man. He's dying, man. They killing my little man, B. I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? (laughs) Every nigga that ever looked at me owes me money. Ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. You understand what I'm saying, eh? They fucking dead, man. I don't give a fuck about nothing, man. But I need my little man back, B. I need him back. I'm dead out here, man. I can't function, B. I can't. That was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I tried. I tried. Just a little bit. There's your audition video. Right? (laughs) Right. Now, we're going to be talking about a touchy subject, man. We're going to be talking about the real paid in full. Some comparisons from the movie to the real life story. They got a lot of shit right. They got a lot of shit wrong. Just ask AZ. He's still pissed about the end. What are we talking about? Again, we're talking about paid in full. The movie with Mackay Pfeiffer, Wood Harris, Camera. Now I know everybody in this chat room except Soup has seen this movie. I never seen that movie. No, shut up. I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen that movie. Everybody's seen that movie. Coming from New York and being Puerto Rican, it's it's kind of a touchy thing, man. Not all of us are. Cutthroat motherfuckers. Well, something yeah. more. Made the dudes made Harlem look bad for a while. It made a lot of a lot of things look bad for a while, but it made a lot of shit 
what you'll find out from this is that they are responsible for most of the trends from when we were growing up. Most of the shit that all these rappers and shit portray is because of this era. And this is the era I'm talking about after like Bumpy Johnson and all of them. You know what I mean? Maybe one day we'll talk about American Gangster, but not today. This is after all of that. This is a real life true story about Rich Porter, AZ Faison, Alpro, Alpo Martinez. Yes. We're talking about the dude that just got shot in Harlem a couple weeks ago. That's what we're talking about. Now, I know you guys out there in Junkerland have seen that movie, right? If you haven't, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? They got it free right now on Pluto TV, so there's no excuses. It's a fucking classic. And if you're from New York and you haven't seen it, you're a disgrace. Not even just New York. Like, I get it. It's, it's based in New York, and that's where the, the main story is. But those... Those dudes had an impact that was not just in New York City, especially Alpo going down to D.C. and and flipping on them. So it's it's an East Coast classic. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like if you even if you're from the West Coast, you've seen paid in full. Definitely, but that's what I said. Like it it influenced hip hop in the '80s too, when it took place. Mm-hmm. Like we was watching the documentary earlier. That was narrated by Jadakiss. And Rich's sister said it. It's like he was like the one of the only motherfuckers to be like, yo, page me or call me in 81, bro. Yeah. It's like you know you had money. <sighs> AZ talking about in fucking in 85. He was like, "Yo, we we need the we need the '88 joint, like the car, the new beam." And he got that shit with fifty racks, all black shit. We'll 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 get into it. But it's like we can't we can't we have to start this with the man who really influenced all of it. Well, not not all of it, just this story. If it wasn't for Rich Porter being who he was and who he grew up to be, uh, we wouldn't have this pay the full story right now. First and foremost, we want to make sure we're politically correct on all of this as much as we can be because we're, we're, again, reading off of sites and shit. But condolences go out to all the families involved. We don't want to make shit seem like we're swaying one way, but here we go. So Rich Porter was uh, born July 26, 1965. Uh, he was better known Richard Porter, and he was better known as Rich Porter. In the movie, he was known as Money Making Mitch. He was an American drug dealer who rose to prominence in the Harlem neighborhood of New York during the crack era in the mid-1980s. Porter was described to the police as being a mid-level crack dealer who sold about 50,000 worth of crack a week. The two, uh, 2002 film Paid in Full was based on Rich and his partners, AZ Faison and Alpo Martinez. <clears throat> Porter was the oldest of three children born to Velma Porter. Uh, Porter began selling drugs at the age of 12. 
raising rising through the ranks of the drug trade in Harlem. Yes, sunshine. It was based on a true story. Yeah, that's what we're talking about—the true story right now. Um, you're usually the first person in here, so you heard it. <laughs> we're talking about the real pay to full. The real pay to full. We're gonna do comparisons. The first comparison was money making Mitch to the real Rich Porter. Um, his sister said in a documentary that from the time that he was nine, uh, he would do little hustles here and there. You know what I mean? He was trying to make his money for himself and for his family. First thing he did was bag uh, groceries in the supermarket. And the way he would hustle was that he would stay back for a little bit and he would watch to see who would be able to take the most uh, customers the fastest. Which, which cashier was the fastest at sorting out the groceries and scanning it out? He would stay with that person all day, make his money. Um, he would uh, buy newspapers with that money on Sunday and go tell the newspapers to flip it. Once he's seen that he could start doing this, he, uh, you know, he, he loved the hustle. So he eventually started off where every drug dealer, I, I think, starts off and he started with uh, marijuana. His sister said uh, he noticed that the one, the dollar joints and the, the the little bags that he was selling was moving fast, and some of the white boys that would come down from Jersey only wanted hash. He didn't know where to get hash, but he tricked them. He threw. Uh, what was a sage and an egg in aluminum foil threw it in the oven till it became a brick, chipped it off and sold it as hash. After that, you know, <laughs> marijuana is the gateway drug. So after that, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. But see, this is where I think uh, that whole shit gets misconstrued. Like, I don't think it's the gateway drug if you smoke it or you use it. You know what I mean? Because most people don't want to chase a different high from that. But I think if you do start selling it and uh, the money's like a drug, you, you notice it's flying, you're getting it to move faster, you're making more money. Hey, but it depends how you look at it because you wouldn't have the need to want to sell something else if what's, it's on, what's, on, what's in demand. So if people only want to smoke weed, then you only sell weed, but people want to get other highs. So yeah, but truthfully, like, every drug is always in demand. It just depends on your demographic. In the time period, you know, but like as a, like right now, if you were to try to sell crack, people would you wouldn't make as much money as selling crystal meth. Mm. In some Especially areas, in the, you might selling crack in two thousand twenty one. Some areas you might, bro. But then again, if somebody's smoking crack, they'll smoke anything. So. <laughs> yeah, but then again, right now, most sure. of the people that smoke that shit know how to make it too. So they're just gonna buy what they need to make it. You know what I mean? Make like everybody know how to make it. every you get the recipe for that shit in every rap song nowadays. <laughs> we put that in the boondocks, remember? <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's it's fucking true. Throw that shit in the boiler water a little bit of bacon. Unfortunately. Around. 
don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's in every rap song. They tell you how to fucking do it. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, that's when, you know, he started making a name for himself. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. We're going to get there, though. We're going to get there, though. Because, you know, he was still in school, even though he started uh, selling drugs at 12. I don't remember when she said he dropped out to start hustling full time, but he knew AZ. So that's that's where that's another place where the uh, the story got it wrong. Like they were young. In the movie, they were at least in their twenties. In real life, these motherfuckers, they were driving cars and selling drugs at seventeen. Mm-hmm. They had all the latest cars by seventeen, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yes, in New York there are plenty of crackheads. Yeah, but a lot of them. Really, there's skid rows everywhere. They're really everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and in in uh, suburban areas or country areas, you know, they describe it as uh, over the tracks, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's another another uh, thing they got wrong. They were they were young, mm-hmm. which is now why I think Fifty's gonna redo it. He's gonna do. Uh, you said Fifty's making a show about it. Yeah, like he did with BMF. Dope head. Yeah, there's a lot. <clears throat> it's all right. I I I, I understood from the typo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. The little man woke up, and I didn't want him yelling while hey, we were live. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. I take care of baby boys. What a great shirt! Bar, bar, bartender, another. Hey, another we, we, we like... with dub dub motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, I see. Put, put some put some ice in there. I got you on deck right here. It's already made. We drinking that Ciroc pomegranate over here. Ooh, I saw that one. It's pretty nice. I pretty still got some leftover peach ENJ from Thanksgiving. Oh no! Nah, if you're gonna drink peach uh, whiskey, you gotta drink the Crown. Yeah, I already had Crown. Hmm? We drink it all. This is what's left. <laughs> Salud. You know, Peach Crown over here was like gold when it came out. That shit was <laughs> flying off the shelf, bro. In Florida? Yeah, that shit was <laughs> flying. You couldn't find it anywhere. More than Green Apple, right? Yeah, the Green Apple, the, the fucking... Uh, vanilla? Yeah, Vanilla. The the dark label <laughs> shit. I don't... 100 proof, yeah. I think that is. All of them shits were sitting on the shelf. All of them. They were sitting there. They wanted the peach shit. And so did I. I couldn't find it for a while. After I found it, I bought two bottles. <laughs> and drank up one whole bottle. But that's another story. Word. Damn. Another story for the day. Well, he's not here. He left. Yeah, he's going to check on those beautiful boys. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he, him and AZ knew each other from school. I wasn't too clear if they knew Alpo from school or Alpo came around later and just grew up in Harlem with them. Uh, but we'll, I guess we'll get there while we read this. Now, Izzy Faison Jr. Uh, was born November 11th, 
64, sometimes known by the nickname AZ. He's an American former drug dealer and businessman who attended no, uh, attained notoriety during the War on Drugs era as an individual drug dealer in New York. His five-year reign as crime boss ended when he was 26. Faison was born in uh, New York City and turned to selling drugs his early 20s. Quickly became the wholesaler in Harlem, uh, in the Harlem neighborhood. He expanded the drug dealing business across the city and involved both childhood friend Rich Porter and associate Alpo Martinez, with the duo being instrumental in Faison's rise and fall. After retiring in 1990, Faison transitioned into the conscious rapper and uh, entrepreneur, advising youth uh, in improvised neighborhoods, uh, excuse me, impoverished neighborhoods to avoid the luring of drug trafficking, the lures of drug trafficking. He formed the hip hop group Mob Style, where he released an album as a member in the 1990s, as well as a solo release. He has also been subject to various dramatic portrayals with his legacy serving as an inspiration for rap songs, documentaries, books, and movies, notably the film we're talking about from 2002, Paid in Full. Uh, they uh, got that right. He was really in the, the laundromat when he started selling drugs, but he used to stash stuff in there. It wasn't that he found just that one brick from Lulu and stashed it there and the, the guy found it and he flipped out and he boogied. Uh, the guy told him a bunch of times um, that he couldn't have shit there, and I believe it was a gun and not not um, not drugs that he found there when he ultimately fired him. But like I said, there they uh, eventually linked up with Alpo Martinez, and Alpo was always in everything I read. He was described as like the daredevil of the crew. And even at an early age with them, uh, would they would buy cars, dirt bikes, all of that. He would pop wheelies and shit. So they had that right in the movie. He was he was the flashy motherfucker. Cam paid, played that part perfectly. Because that's Cam. Makes you want to hate <laughs> right? <laughs> He's really not even acting. He's just being right. himself. That's yeah, him. 100% exactly. himself. Ridiculous. <laughs> Albert Geddes Martinez, better known as Alpo Martinez, Abraham G. Rodriguez, witness protection. Oh, they put that on here? That's crazy. He's His dead name was now. Abraham G. Rodriguez in witness protection. You know, we'll get, I, I have a little bit of juicy thing, a, a little bit of a juicy uh, find that maybe most podcasters wouldn't have found unless they did research in the places that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maybe. Never know. We'll we'll get there. Uh, he was more simply known as Alpo or Poe. In the movie, his name was Rico or Co. So you know it fits. It was pretty good. And like I said, he was Panamanian in uh, Paid in Full. In real life, he was an American drug dealer of Puerto Rican descent, which is why uh, sometimes we get you know. Fucking Puerto Ricans. No, fuck that. (laughs) Not all Puerto Ricans are like that. (laughs) I'm Puerto Puerto Rican. Yeah, but you like that. New York City, uh, (laughs) from Puerto Rican descent in Harlem, New York City. 
He rose to prominence in the mid-1980s. In addition to New York, Martinez expanded his drug trade to other cities, notably Washington, D.C., which we'll get to. Martinez was released in 2015 while serving a 35-year sentence. All right, we'll get to that. Let's go back to uh, the story at years. hand. 35 years. He didn't even serve 35 years. How many did he serve? Who, Alpo? Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I know. Ninety-one. He went to jail. Ninety-one. He went to jail. He got out in twenty fifteen. That's crazy. He stood the like, Was that 24, 25? That's all the cooperation. Flipping and stitching. Still did twenty four years. And still got killed for it. <laughs> oh, people never forget. Yeah, but we'll get to why he got killed for it. Um, I don't know the exact. Well, yeah, we know the exact reason, but. There's, there's more to that, and it, it's part of the little juicy tidbits that I found. Uh, where was I, AZ? Uh, after attending a screening of the 1983 film Scarface, AZ was influenced to enter the drug trade. You love it, but you didn't enter the drug trade. Yeah. Later that year, he established a working relationship with a, a local Dominican supplier who would frequently go to dry cleaners, Lulu. Uh, Faison would then become introduced to cocaine and would become one of the first distributors of the drug within New York in 1984. He was getting prices so good, he, he still, to this day, don't want to say how good he was getting the prices. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> By the time he turned 21, Faison would transition into becoming the cocaine wholesaler in Harlem, reportedly earning $40,000 a week or more. He would eventually expand operations until 1990 and became one of the most notable distributors during the war on drugs era in the United States. During this, he would become reintroduced to Rich Porter, a childhood friend who lived in the neighborhood prior to serving a sentence in prison. Prison? Prison, yeah. Prison. So we'll get back to Rich real quick on when he, uh, <laughs> damn, they don't really got much of, of Rich. <clears throat> so his sister described Rich as like the ultimate hustler. You know what I mean? Ladies man, swap debonair guy, always had all the, the the cool shit. You know what I mean? First, the first to have everything. But he after after he noticed he could do it so well, he started to expand. He started to get people to help him, workers and shit. And they would expand. And the area they started selling drugs on, they uh, said it was the hill. And they went down, I guess, past where where they were. And people started getting killed. And Rich ultimately went to jail after a little while. So they said after he got out is when, well, when, while he was in is when A started selling drugs. So that was true. And when he got out, they linked up. Where was I? All right, there. Uh, Porter would introduce Alpo Martinez to AZ, and the trio worked to expand operations in order to rise and become the largest distributors of cocaine in New York State. Uh, fuck. One of these places had where 
Rich and Alpo met. So the real pay the full story, Alpo Martinez, really does blah, blah, blah. While I look for this little tidbit real quick, why don't you guys tell me your favorite part in uh, Pain and Full, whether it be my crew here or you guys over there that <laughs> want to comment? Mm. Now, I remember the, uh, the you, you when you did the little monologue, but the this, the part where he tells him he like he he always he want to like bird or magic, right? Be one of them ball playing niggas. Like I could get out the game. I don't have to keep doing this. But are they gonna still love me if I do it? It's like that's I know you've heard that a whole bunch of songs and everything. It's like that's a classic line. Yes. Because it it's is. really true. So it's like at what point do you say, Am I selling drugs because I need to make money or am I doing this because I actually enjoy the interaction with people? Cause no one's gonna look at you the same if you decided to go legit. True. If you want to start your own business, that's cool, but nobody's gonna look at you the same. They're like, nah, you're we know you for owning a Ferrari. In the middle of Harlem for no reason. Having money. Having fur coats and every everything mm -hmm. for no reason. Having money for no reason. That part that part of the movie pissed me off so much. I was like, yeah, why they spend their money like that? But I get it. <laughs> like most you, it was coming in so fast. You know what I mean? You you start you start not having shit to spend it on. So you just blow it. You know what I mean? You probably already own half the building you're living in. The landlord ain't gonna fuck with you at that point. Yeah. You're paying off cops. It's the fucking early 80s, mid 80s. You're paying off cops. You're paying off cops today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's a little harder nowadays. No, it's mm -hmm. definitely more logistics involved today. Like, I remember I, I only watched like the first two episodes of Narcos, and I was just thinking, like, damn. Pablo Escobar made all that money selling drugs because there was no way to really track anything. And the technology was so different back then. It was like you could have made a you could make a million dollars a week and nobody would ever really know. Right. Mm -hmm. The only Besides, way they'll know is if you start doing some flashy shit like they did. True. They were so flashy. There was a, a story on the documentary that they, they were saying they were racing uh Porsches. And they had this little fucking garage, and it was tight. But they had the cops by three blocks because the cops were chasing them. They dipped in the garage. Oh, what they said? Oh, like four or five fucking Porsches or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the cops passed it, but must have got to a point where they realized they couldn't have gotten that far. Doubled back and went inside the fucking garage where Alpo and everybody was. And they said Alpo went and just paid the cops off. And that's it. It was over. They said they had so many cars in those, in that fucking garage that if they went there and the particular car that they wanted to drive wasn't there or there were no cars there, they would just pick up a bike or they would pick up an SUV. They would pick up something, a, a, a doom buggy. You know what I mean? A go-kart, they'll pick up whatever and just drive that shit. They had a fucking plethora of vehicles. Plethora. Crazy times. You can't you if you did something like that today, you're gonna get you're gonna go down quick. Real quick, you're gonna go down in your first week. As soon as you go buy the car, it's over. Yeah, they're gonna be like, <laughs> How did you afford a brand new Ferrari or a Lamborghini? And you paid what do you, cash. What do you 
yeah. What do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. Look at Why don't you ask him? That's you got to use. You got to use. He'll definitely take the cash. I guess. Give me. I take it. Yeah. Take definitely. that bitch. <laughs> I mean, you could find. You could still probably find some fucking snake dealer that'll give you a brand new fucking um car for cash money, but it's the paperwork. The paperwork is what's gonna get you caught. Mm. Gotta have good fronts, cleaner money. Mm-hmm. Or you be smart and pay for it in installments, like a real fucking person. You dumbass. <laughs> like a real person. People don't get that. That's just not as cool, though. It's <laughs> yeah, just not, but it's the like, way to stay. Nobody wants to deal with that. It's the way to stay clean. <laughs> no, nah, the, the way to really stay clean is buy a fucking Hyundai Sonata and not worry and just put your money in an offshore account. Or some other places, but nah, this is, it's the it's the dope game, so you gotta look good. Them offshore accounts, you can't trust them either, bro. I mean, you can't Word. trust any. I mean, if you you could play that with anything, like you can't really trust the. You can only trust the mattress. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember, the, I, I was talking about Escobar. He had so much money, he had to burn it, and the rats were eating it. You can't. Yeah. So you can't do it. I mean, I don't know. I, I heard people say that was just a rumor, but I I, I don't know. That's where they got that shit in um, Bad Boys. Bad Boys from, yeah. Yep, everything is credit now, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything is credit. Oh, it's, it's starting to evolve because money is more digitized now. now so it's, yeah, why, it's about to be crypto. Yeah, it's about to be crypto. Now, uh, getting back to Alpo real quick. He was born in East Harlem, known as Spanish Harlem, um, the upper Manhattan, New York. Martinez was one of two children raised by a single mother. He attended a Roman Catholic school, automotive mechanical high school, and Julia Richmond High School before dropping out during his sophomore year. Martinez started selling drugs at 12 years old in East Harlem when he met West Side drug dealer AZ. Martinez started to move up the chain of drug deals in uh, Harlem and eventually became one of the biggest drug dealers in the city with Rich and with AZ. See, it doesn't, they don't really. Define where their friendship started. Wasn't it, wasn't it basketball? I the know movie, in the movie they put it like they playing basketball and they always hooping. I'm not probably what it was like in real life. But maybe I, that happened in real life. But I know in the movie, Rich and um, Rico met in jail, mm-hmm. and then he put him on when he got out. I'm not sure. Probably hooping that in jail. That was the case. That should have been a sign right there. <laughs> if that's where he met him, that was that should have been a, no, ref, I don't a think motherfucking red flag. I mean, it could have been because Rich did some time. All right. Now, especially if he act like Cameron too. Red flag. Unfortunately, one of the uh, true factors in this story was that of Rich's little brother. I don't remember what his... Oh, Sonny. His name was Sonny in the movie. In real life, his name was Donnell. Donnell. He was kidnapped during this whole... Now, we're fast-forwarding. These motherfuckers are making money. Bro, like yeah, the early eighties. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, the mid eighties. By this time, it was almost the nineties. 
Oh, well, no, it was the 90s by this time because it was 89 when his brother was kidnapped. So <clears throat> late 80s at this time. Uh, he was kidnapped and they didn't know who kidnapped him at, at this point in time. No, 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 you're, you're, you're right. It started in the early eighties. It played out through the mid eighties, but where we are right now, they're already established drug dealers. They've been, they've, they've been hustling rich and Alpo were hustling since they were 12, 13 years old. AZ started later on in life. What he was doing at 12, 13 years old? Me? I was playing with my action <laughs> figures. <laughs> I was still watching Cartoon Network. Right? Just being a kid. Yeah, what? watching adults swim. Fucking playing Red Light Green Light 1, 2, 3. Nah, fuck that <laughs> fucking Squid Games game. Getting nice in dominoes. No, I was I playing still Suicide. You ever play Suicide? Of course. I love that game. Yeah. By that time, we was trying to roof balls and shit. <laughs> Most of us couldn't even play in the street. These motherfuckers were selling drugs and running empires by 15, 16 years old. Crazy. <clears throat> so by so you were right, Nicole. You you're not thinking of something else. Um, but right now we're we're towards you know the climax of the story. This is very real. Very real. Uh, his 12-year-old brother, Donnell Porter, was kidnapped uh, in Harlem on his way to school. They try to extort Rich for uh, $500,000. And... It's a lot of money. Yeah, like... They were making it, though. They could have paid it. Still. Still. They could have paid it. But I understand, like, where does it end? And then it's still not guaranteed that you're going to get your brother back. You're going to give up all this money, and he's still going to die anyway. Um, during this whole shit, uh, they cut his finger off and left it at a spot. They called the, the, the family and told them where to, where to go. They went rich and somebody else went to go find whatever they said they were, uh, they were sent to find and didn't find it. They didn't find anything the first time they went, they, they went back and the reason why they did it. The reason why they did, they knew that it was true and wasn't a lie is because when they went back, they called back and asked and were very persistent on them finding what they left there. So they knew there was something there. Mm-mm. And when they went back, it was um, an envelope with his finger in it. Nice. There was a recording, uh, uh, audio recording of mm-hmm. D- uh, Donnell saying. On a cassette know, tape. Yeah, on a cassette tape. Saying, you know, Rich, please help me. Just give them the money. They're going to kill me. You know, I don't want to die. The, the same spiel that anybody would give if they're being held captive. Or life on the line, whichever comes first. No, he wasn't there. His finger was there. Not him. His Just his finger. Oh, shit. Um... What they had right was 
he did everything he he could to get the money, and he ultimately got some bricks and tried to make the 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 whole the whole sale of the bricks so he can get his his brother back. Because you know you're the money's coming in so fast. You know you have money, but you might not have that much money because you you spending that shit. You got cars. You got fucking. Bikes, probably apartments. You know what I mean? You should be all, all the jewelry they had. They, that would probably been good collateral. I remember watching AZ on um talk about it on YouTube and how he he really didn't like how the movie made it like glorified them. And yeah, he, and he was like, you know, as you said, he got as he got further along in life, he were kind of looks back on it differently. But the movie did the exact the exact opposite of what it was intended to do. It did. It did. He wanted the the whole moral of the story to be not to sell drugs. Yeah, he was drugs mad at being bad drugs that. ruin your life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I you, that reminded me because I kind of skipped to let's go back two years. We we just we were in eighty nine when they they took Donnell and uh, for five hundred thousand dollars and they cut his finger off. But we skipped something. Um. We'll go back to AZ, because like I said, by the time he was 21, he would transition to becoming a crack wholesale dealer. You know what I mean? And then he became the distributor. But his downfall begun in uh, 87. I think he said August, August 20th. I don't know. You was watching the documentary with me. You don't know nothing? I don't. Because I wasn't watching it. <laughs> TikTok is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <clears throat> After he was a victim of an attempted murder, oh yeah, see, I ain't August, lie. Even August if I was, 87. I don't remember. After a robbery went wrong and left three dead, one of them being his aunt. So this was true. They got this right, and it was by his sister's boyfriend and two other people. Bitch ass nigga. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, sir. He was shot seven times in the robbery. It caused the drug dealer network to falter, and he aimed to recover his, from his injuries. He got shot twice in twice. the head. They do. He got shot, I think, four times in his leg, and it broke his leg in several places. He said uh, it's a, a crazy thing to see the person holding the gun on your head and seeing them pull the trigger. And he said, as soon as that happened, he his he left from his body. That they must have just kept shooting the body, but he was already gone. He was already into the light. Yeah, he said he was embracing for the bullet. Yeah, he, he said like he braced you, himself. The way you brace right. for a point. See, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He said the way you. It's like how you brace for a punch, except you're bracing. He was bracing himself for the bullet because he seen when he the guy pulled the trigger. And he said he was in the light, and that's when he asked God to, to bring him back down because it was ultimately up to him if he wanted to survive or not. Which is crazy because in the in the movie they make it they made that that scene is like that shit sticks in your head when you see it. That's a crazy fucking scene. You guys out there in Junkerland know who know what what scene I'm talking about. It's the equivalent to the scene in uh, 
Boys in the Hood when Ricky dies. <laughs> I'd say it's probably. I think that's probably a little more dramatic. Yeah. I don't know, bro. It's close though. All right, I'll give it to you. It's dramatic, but the paid in full scene where A gets shot and all these people die is more fucking anxiety ridden. That's like you're, yeah. They they're oh, they're both rough to watch, but I definitely see what you're saying. It's an adrenaline rush because that nigga got it as soon as he fucking walked in. I don't know. Yeah. He bust he bust him with the gun. Bah! I do not remember. You've seen Pay the Fool multiple times, right? Been together 13 years. I know you've seen it multiple times. Maybe. Yes. Yes, Nicole. Yes. If you haven't seen the movie, I am sure you will enjoy it. Please go watch it now. Not right now. Maybe after we're finished with this. But definitely watch Especially now that you're older. Now that you're older, you're going to pick up on shit like, fuck, I should have watched this at least 10 years ago. The you scene know? that I reenacted when we first started, you're definitely going to fucking cry. There's something about Makai Pfeiffer that he makes you want to cry, especially in Q. He's a good actor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's, he's a good actor. He's a good, he's a good crier. Yeah, that's what good actors he, do. Good yeah, cries. But he portrays like manly men. And he makes... Motherfuckers want to cry when he fucking busts down in tears. <laughs> anyway, Nicole, you're going to cry. <laughs> Dre, don't laugh at me, all right? You don't have to shut your camera off to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you're going to watch the scene to cry right now, bro. I understand. Don't I want to, it. too. But for copyright reasons, I won't. Don't do it. <laughs> They're going to fucking... Dame Dash is gonna sue me. Anywho, fuck him, fuck him, guy. After that, he was out of the game, out of commission. Where was I? He was out of the game. That's what you said. Yes, this caused severe strain in the relationship between. AZ, Rich Porter, and Alpo Martinez, with the latter eventually murdering Porter in 1990. Now, yes, you heard it right. It it seems like a whole year, but it wasn't. It was months. Um, He was taken in uh, December, Donnell. December 5th, 89. Uh, fuck. They, when Rich died, he was ultimately trying to get, you know, bricks, trying to get some money. You know what I mean? For his brother. They wanted his brother. They wanted him back. Who wouldn't? I, I know I would do anything for my little brothers. I will try to get them back. I'll fucking go get some bricks. I want to know what to do with them shit, so I'll go get them. <laughs> anyway, January 28th, 1990, just a month after Donnell went missing and all these uh, phone calls and letters and fingers and shit, like the, the letters, I mean, the, the 
tapes were gruesome. Like he was pleading for his life, saying, if you don't send them the money, they're going to send you my hand next. You know, the finger was just a step. They're going to keep fucking cutting me up until you give them the money. January 28th, 1990. Mind um, you, he's only 12. He was yeah, only 12. He was only 12. Time. He's still a little boy. Now, I, this, is, this is where you need to compare it, right? Rich was such a big drug dealer uh, uh, from the age of 12 on that his little brother at that age didn't have to touch that life. He was living his life as, as a boy, as a little kid. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the sins of his brother are what, what killed him. And in January on January 28th, 1990, they got a knock at the door. And the cops asked for uh, Rich's mother. This, this, was, this was the account that um, his sister gave us. Uh, on the documentary, not personally. I wish. I wish. I'm not a, I'm not a big star yet to get, get uh, those answers. Right. Soon, soon, soon. You're getting there. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, uh, the cop knocked on the door. Sister answered. They asked where the mother was. Um, the stepfather came out to talk to the cops and said that they found her son's body. And they thought it was Donnell. But it was, in fact, Rich. Uh, his body was found um, a, mile away, a mile away from where Rich's body was found. Less than a month later, Rich's uh, murderer, his brother Donnell was kidnapped and killed by their uh, uncle. This site is all over the place. Let me explain it. On the 28th, the cops came and told them that it was Rich, not Donnell, that they found. We'll later find out um, how it happened and who it happened from. But they had the feeling already that it was Alpo. She said her mother, as soon as all that happened, she said, Alpo killed my baby. But we wouldn't know that until after, on an interview, nonetheless, Alpo confessed to that murder. Um, <clears throat> they found Rich's body, and they still didn't find Donnell's body until I think maybe a couple weeks to a month later. Uh, they found him on Orchard Beach, and he was inside uh, 14 garbage bags. Now, they said the media misconstrued this at the time and thought he was found uh, mutilated in 14 separate different garbage bags, when in fact, his body was placed in 14 different garbage bags all together, one after the other one after the other. And they kind of think that he took a, a play out of the Iceman's book and they froze the body because the body was preserved perfectly when they found him. Uh, shouldn't have been that preserved no matter when it had taken place to murder. Um, Must have been wintertime. Who knows? Ah, nah, bro. It had to be a freezer. <laughs> I don't care how cold it gets in New York or upstate. You know what I mean? It's no, you're not gonna 
It's not going to happen. Yeah. Besides, you know, you leave it out in the cold, it's going to get eaten by rats. It's going to get eaten by rats. It's fucking New York. Mm-hmm. 14 bags or not? Motherfuckers no, we don't want it to get eaten by rats. We put it in the in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> 14 Ziploc bags later. Mm-mm. Few months after that, Martinez was indicted. Uh, Alpo Martinez was indicted for federal drug charges in July of 1990 with two other men. The indictment against Martinez was dismissed when he remained a fugitive at the time. Uh, their trial begun November 91. So a year after is when the trial begun. But according to the affidavit, Nathaniel Watkins, Rich Porter's cousin, Martinez's co-defendant in the Alexandria, Virginia case. So it wasn't just Washington that he, he expanded to. He expanded to Virginia, too. A couple other states. The FBI uh, in 89... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Co-defendant in the Alexandria, Virginia case told the FBI in 1989... He was present when Martinez gave $300,000 to a fellow drug dealer in a Crystal City, Virginia hotel room and instructed the man to take the money to New York. Watkins told the FBI that the drug dealer rode to New York in a limousine, which he and his girlfriend followed, and they went to a Harlem apartment where they met Martinez, who had flown to New York. Uh, Cheryl Gilbert, Nathaniel Watkins, and several witnesses testified that Martinez was a supplier of crack and that, that the member of the drug ring were involved in several killings, including um, Rich Porter. Now, this is my thing. Uh, if you knew he killed your cousin, why are you still running with him? Exactly. The silence is deafening. <laughs> you don't run with somebody you know killed your cousin. Fuck, unless you have something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. It's some fucking shit. I'm just November 7th, 91. What was you saying? Because I could barely hear you. Oh, my bad. Uh, I was saying, like, not unless you, you set to get revenge on the nigga, you know what I mean? The best way is to. You know, play play it close. You know, act like you're part of his inner circle. Yeah, but he killed your cousin. So the way you get back at him is you snitch. No, you That's kill him. That's not what I'm saying. But no, you're right. <laughs> hey man, I want I want to talk to you about this thing that happened. What's up? But pop, pop pop. That's it. Any who's him about November uh, ninety one. Martinez was arrested in Washington, D.C. for selling drugs. He was charged with conspiracy to commit murder, various drug charges, and 14 counts of murder, including the murder of D.C. drug dealer Michael Anthony uh, Salters, a.k.a. Frey, and Brooklyn drug dealer D'Amico Benson. Facing the possibility of either the death penalty or life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, Martinez turned rat. Fuck what it says, turned informant. He turned rat. And testified against members of his organization for his testimony against Perry, who received five consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole. Martinez was sentenced to 35 years in prison. According to the website of John Diva magazine, this uh, Ciroc is hitting. What the fuck is prison? 49-year-old Alberto. I didn't even catch it. (laughs) Said it twice. (laughs) Was released from Witsec 
FCI Federal Prison in 2015. According to the website, Martinez was a federal witness protection program awaiting a new identity. Now, we have made it Mm -mm. towards some juicy information. But let me say that we have also made it towards the end of the movie and where fucking Cam was like, fuck that, man. I give you everybody in D.C., everybody, but I will never snitch on nobody on Harlem, man. He, He's a bitch. That's, that's what happened. That's what he did. He said, so He's everybody on D.C. Bitch. But he did a lot of shit. So he had, if you're neck deep in with someone, depending on what situation you do, I mean, you don't want to die. Why am I reading your screen? I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Well, okay. If you're neck deep in with someone, depending on your situation, you don't want to die ASAP. You need to set shit up where you take him out without fucking yourself over, I guess. Nah, fuck that, man. <laughs> fuck that. Where was I? Soup, oh, Soup's phone died, by the way. Uh, I know, I know. Soup's phone died. But Soup will uh, give us his analysis on this whole paid in full situation when he watches the movie. Him and Talon, who will be here next he, week. He's not going to watch the movie. <laughs> Talon's not old enough to watch it. He already, <laughs> he already made that clear. <laughs> oh, my God. He's I'm almost ready up. to show it to my daughters, <laughs> and he's not ready. Anyway, he's not. He's not. He's not old enough, <laughs> apparently. So, <laughs> Alpo, which they said his name here in witness protection program was Abraham G. Rodriguez, AGR. Anywho. This credit goes to the, the Misery Machine podcast uh, hosted by Yergi and Drewby. Mm-hmm. Who these people are, I have no idea, but their name is weird because they're from Lewiston, Maine, where Alpo was stationed for his witness protection. And these people, they didn't know who he was at the time. <laughs> they just knew that he was flashy. He uh, frequent the nightclub almost every day, every week. And he fucking, he was with rappers, would take pictures. You know what I mean? He wasn't laying low. Like people on witness protection should. Motherfucker was just out there. Because he's dumb. No, he he, he, got, he became complacent with the lifestyle he, that he led. He thought he was untouchable. He's dumb. So much untouchable. Yes. So much untouchable that my man pew pew shot him with an eleven <laughs> on the morning of October thirty first, twenty twenty one. That's right, Halloween this yeah. year, a few weeks ago, at three thirty a.m. Martinez was shot and killed, not in Lewiston, Maine, where his ass should have been, but in Harlem, New York. <laughs> while seated in his 2017 Dodge Ram, according to a various media outlet, including the Source magazine, Hot 97, blah, 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 my dick. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. I don't like that. No, last you, part. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he became complacent and he went back and he thought he was untouchable and he got killed. And Rich's family was partying in the street, popping yes, champagne and everything. Dumb. He's did it it dumb. Yes, super dumb. Super dumb. Do you not do that? Do you not go back? Why'd you go back? First of all, like with like you was by yourself too. Like you didn't even have like like you didn't even pay niggas to like you know like guard you at least a little bit. You know, like six nine. See, he probably he got money like that. <laughs> oh, but I'm saying now every, still flashy. Everybody knew he killed Rich in their bone grizzle, but they didn't have evidence until Alpo himself. Confessed. Confessed. Yeah. Uh, I got this. This I'm reading this article from uh, Hip Hop Nightly, and it says Harlem drug lord Alpo Martinez got 35 years and 91 after striking a deal on 14 counts Word. of murder, including the killing of his business partner, Rich Porter, who Alpo believed was cheating him. The movie Paid in Full is based on Alpo and Porter's criminal crew. Alpo got out in 2015. While he was initially said to be in witness protection, he's become increasingly visible, complacent, like I said. He'll be at uh, at his, as it says is. I'm not bugging, right? Mm -hmm. right. He'll be at his most visible in a new tell-all documentary, Alpo, the documentary. First of all, why? I don't care. Why the fuck? I don't give a fuck that your name is Albert. Why the fuck did you name yourself after a dog food? I know it's the 80s. It's still a fucking dog food in the 80s. Let's let's find out. Let's find out. Where's Google? Don't do it. Where's Google? I don't know. Why the fuck you name yourself after a fucking dog food is beyond me. They want everybody hey, to Google, eat his butt. I don't know. When did the Alpo dog food uh, <laughs> first start selling? 1936. Bam. According to some information, damn, it was definitely 1936. Out there. Fuck. Anywho, yeah, we got out trailer. of New York, even though you know we're from New York. Yeah, we no, we're out. definitely from New York, but we got out of there. It's a lot. It's, still it's crazy. If people want to go to New York and lived in New York and moved to New York all the time. No. Every time, every time I go to New York and visit my family, I always see somebody's like, "I can't stand living in New York. I can't wait to get the fuck out of here." But they'll never leave. Oh, well, we did. Not us. We got out. We've been out <laughs> so long. We went back when our children were still little, and they didn't even fucking like it there. What am I doing with ice, that? A little bit of ice. Do you want more than juca? I need more than that. Let me, uh, we're, we're almost at the end of this episode, but let me take this time to show you guys what I'm drinking tonight. Oh, we, we in our 30s too. Yes, yes, we are. Now, what are you trying to say? We in no, our 30s too, guys. 19, 1930s. I am mixing. No, oh. forget this deep voice bullshit. <clears throat> we're mixing here. Ciroc pomegranate. You had to do that? I had to. I fucking hate that shit. We're going to take them out. He in the supermarket. Ooh, too much. Oh, oh no, it's the ice. 
Okay. I don't know if you should be mixing now. It's okay. No, that's a lot. Anyway. I see it. <laughs> that's a lot. No, that's because of ice. You sure? Yeah, give me my shot glass. I'll show you. No, no, no. It's all right. Leave it. Yeah, so. Oh, I spilled some. Told you. Yeah, it's a lot. I told you. <laughs> it's all right. We get fucked up tonight. Tonight. So usually, the first drinks I made, it was two ounces to three ounces of Ciroc in there. Yeah, you definitely can survive anywhere if you survive New York. You put another ounce of the uh, peach schnapps. Oh, my God. Got to put a little more because I, I don't put know so if much I want Ciroc. that. I'm scared. And then you throw a little bit of my favorite, grenadine. But let's face it. It's, it mixes well with the pomegranate because it is pomegranate. What are we mixing? Yes, Nicole, New York is toxic. Tropical so you New York of course you would come in when we talk about that. New York little man is literally not going to sleep, so I'm trying to give him like a one-two, you know what I mean? Take your ass to sleep. Don't be doing one-two. One two. You better leave my nephew alone. Okay. No, the, the one-two back rub and then we'll... Back, bro. <laughs> Yo, listen, that's, he that's is exactly. staring at the camera right now. This kid <laughs> is fucking scary. I can see the glistening of his eyes. Passed out, and he's looking at the camera like, fuck you looking at. <laughs> he knows when that light is on, oh, daddy's watching me. Stare back at him. <laughs> he's smarter than your average bear, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> It does. It does you prepare me. Another picnic basket. All right. Tell you this much: being from New York prepared me for Arizona, because Arizona it is. me to not want my neighbors shit. so close. That's what it prepared me for. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing that they had wrong in the movie. They didn't meet in a hallway, and he didn't like shoot him twice. In the chest and once in the dome piece. That's what the movie had it as, I believe. That's not what happened. What According to Alpo, at least. These are from his words, uh, apparently coming from the documentary. And I quote: "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk like this just because he was. Uh, it is serious. Un raton. Okay. Okay." I was meeting Rich that night. He got into a van. Once he got in a van, I locked the doors. As I was pulling off, he was asking him. I was asking him, yo, Rich, where did you get that coat from? What? That shit good. All right, I can't do it in that voice. First of all, is that supposed to be? Yeah, it was supposed to be. I was meeting Rich that night. He got into a van. Once he got in the van... I locked the doors. As I was pulling off, I was asking him, yo, Rich, where did you get that coke from? That shit was good. Because I wanted to uh, I wanted to make him comfortable. He's like, I got it from my connect. From there, I knew he was lying. So I turned to my little man, Big Head Gary. I gave him the nod because he was short so he could stand up in the van. Next thing you heard was two gunshots. Bang, bang. Rich slumped over and it happened. I was very mad. I just killed a nigga that I loved. A nigga that I was making money with. 
A nigga I call my brother, Alpo said. Alpo went on to explain that they drove to a secluded spot on the highway to dump the body. But as Gary wasn't strong enough to pull Rich out of the van by himself, when Alpo went to help, he realized Rich was still alive. So he took the gun from Gary and put a final shot in Porter's head. And there you have it. The story. Motherfuckers killing motherfuckers. Motherfuckers killing motherfuckers. Bitch ass nigga. I'm back. But I don't understand, man. It was, and if you listen to AZ, it's just like A Boogie in the movie. He said it. Everybody eats, man. Everybody eats. But when he left the game, he fucked up the game. He had motherfuckers already comfortable to the life. What y'all think about this story? What y'all think about the comparison from the movie to the real life? That outpost of a bitch. Well, te- <laughs> technically, he's not still a bitch because he dead. is. He's dead. In each so, story, he's a bitch. That, he that was they talk about him. He's a bitch. Was a bitch. Oh, wait, wait, what? I, I can't bitch. even say was he. He a bitch in life and after life. Right. That's fucked up. We still want to like not be too disrespectful to the dead. I mean, but still, like, look, look what he did. Nah, I agree with you. He was a bitch. Still a bitch. He wasn't a bitch so much for snitching because you're not, you don't know what you would do in in that moment. You know what I mean? I mean, so at least, dude, not at so least real take that shit to the <laughs> grave. Like, we were raised to think, <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah. Like, put a gun in my face. Like, niggas have a trick. Fuck you killing his fans, though. Exactly. You're going to do more bitch shit after that. Even before that, you did bitch shit. Yeah, you know you don't you don't shoot a nigga that you 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 rock with, you know what I mean? That you nah, actually grew no up way. with and went through Game life with, you know. Especially because you think he's shorting you a whole bunch of money that you already make. So even if he was, I would you could you could have at least approach him about that. No, but say, from the benefit of the doubt, exactly. Exactly. Like or if you sit sit down with him, you poly with your boy. Even if they like, fall, they could have Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shoot the fame. At least if you would have thought at least if you would have fought it out, you would have known I right. But still, he's a bitch. So he did a bitch move. (laughs) He should have gave him the respect he deserved and pulled him to the side, like, yo, I feel like you shorting me on my shit. Gotta watch it, Nicole. Gotta watch it. Me too. I gotta watch it too, apparently. Because I don't remember. What? Don't play with me because we can go watch that shit. You don't remember remember watching it right next to me. I only remember certain parts. I can't even relax when I seen Peyton Full, but I've seen it enough. Look, the, the right, I'm gonna go watch it again. Probably it's free. Days. It's free on Pluto right now. Pluto TV. You know where to go. Oh, I was just gonna say another good thing to watch now that you're older. State property. Nah, pay the full is better than state property. Although Talon can't watch that. Shit. Talon's not old enough. To watch. <laughs> oh, that's right. Talon ain't old enough, right? He just he was he 29. He haven't even he's touched 30, the 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. He's 30. He can't watch he, him. No, he's not. That baby he's face 30. motherfucker. He's still he's 29 and three quarters. No, he's 30, <laughs> but he's right now he's studying to be in the priesthood. So he can't watch things. Is like that, that what it is? Priesthood, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Priesthood, yeah. That makes more sense than what he said. He's abstaining in everything, not by choice. 
right, I'll do no, my best. I'm a house eye. Uh, so you're a house? house? Huh? I thought she said she was a house. Not I think she know. meant to say not in my house. <laughs> not in your house what? The movie? You can't watch it? Why? It's a good movie. You need to watch that movie. Oh. If you haven't seen it, go out there and seen it now. Uh, Dame Dash, you owe me a little bit of uh, money for this promo. <laughs> so do you, Pluto. But I highly recommend it, whether you have to rent it or... This is the type of well, why rent it? I just told you where to get it for free, legally. Go to fucking Pluto and sit through the couple commercials it'll play. It's worth it. It's a good fucking movie. And it's it's not... Um, Edited, so it's it's out there. Mm. Now I'm a housewife and I take care of home. I understand. Sometimes it got to be done. <laughs> Word. It always. I don't know what you're saying, Miguel, because I can't hear you. I said, "Was he talking?" Yeah, he look, he's so moving good. his mouth, but man's coming out. Oh well, yeah. Best way to take care of your home. Put huh? All three John Wicks. Don't say nothing. Uh, listen, don't get like Tyler, all right? At least I've seen classics. Fuck is happening right now. You sound like a fucking robot. It's going to school. 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 It's going to Anyway, like I was saying, you don't have to pay for it right now. Just go to Pluto. The app on your phone, the app on your TV, the website, wherever you want to go. Go under the movies. It's free right now. Go watch it. It's starring Mackay Pfeiffer, Wood Harris, and, and fucking Cameron. Motherfucking bitch motherfucking ass Cameron. Cameron. I guarantee you after that movie, you're going to hate Cameron. I guarantee you. I hated him before that. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking love Cameron, so there's really not much you can do to make me hate him. So, yeah. <laughs> Can't. I hated him before that. And there you have it. Another episode of The Break Room. Like that. We're still struggling to figure out what we're going to talk about next week. However, Ooh. I feel like we should talk about the story of the guy that I interviewed two weeks ago. What? Yes. Terry Rich. Terry Rich uh, is responsible, well, one of the people responsible for bringing down the biggest lottery fraud in U.S. history. Well, Terry Rich, a lotto ticket, two hot dogs, and Bigfoot are the reason why the biggest <laughs> lottery in U.S. history was taken down. Now, Mr. Rich said that if we do our research and we present an episode for it, that he will, in fact, jump on the show with us and explain it fact by fact. Name of the movie? Paid in full. What he said. P-A-I-D in full. Paid in full. How are you going to spell the... You know? Because I don't want nobody to think I'm saying pain in full. You know what I mean? It's paid. Paid like money. Money in oh, full. Oh, I thought it was pain all this time. <laughs> oh, my God. Like the pain I'm feeling in this my This whole time. Right I thought it was pain. No, for real. Anyway. I I really think we should do that next week if we can't come up with a suitable topic. Hmm. I mean, yeah, Tyler said he had an idea. I don't know what he, if he was serious. Hopefully he's old enough for it, the topic. 
Right, right. Well, <laughs> I just could see those movies when I was six years old. All right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. I was 25 years old. <laughs> it wasn't quite 25 years ago, but it, it was. No, I'm talking about for him. It was like you were, it's 24, 25 years ago. A movie came out you couldn't see. You can see it now. Yeah, you could. Or in the last I, five I understand. Years. I mean, there's a lot of good movies coming out now, so he might not have time. But you feel like what? She's seen it. Ah, uh, come on. Let me tell you. Check. Listen, listen. I'll tell check. you right now. Mm -mm. Right. If you don't know it from the title or the people that I'm explaining or the yeah. story, you haven't seen it. First of all, I thought it was pain. No, you did not. And full. Listen. Junkers, she is fucking lying to you. We have I'm been married so for serious. 13 years. He don't know what's going she on in my brain. She has seen this movie on multiple occasions. You know just like The Godfather. You know what's happening Just again. like American Gangster. Just like all of those movies. What American Gangster? Just Gangsta? like Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Jane Silent Bob. <laughs> Classic, classic. No, I remember that. I love that movie. I'm telling you, you've I seen it just as many one. times as Paid in Full. Maybe. Paid in Full, you guys. Paid in Full. It makes sense now that it's Paid in Full. Yes, Paid in Full. And this episode has been Paid in Full. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to go to Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. Or leave us a five-star rating wherever you watch the show. Please like and subscribe. And definitely share. Definitely. Uh, go check out the episode from last night. I got We got taken over on Talking Junk again by King Tech TV and the King's Table. Uh, Mr. Dismos, Mr. Uh, Roach Killer. They had the Queen, Newbie the Ear Hustler. And Mr. DJ Mark Love, which we hope to have on the break room soon to give you guys a DJ set. Soon, hopefully. A uh, lot of big things coming, so be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Click that button on there wherever you are so you can get updates. Whenever we're going live, whenever we get a post, whenever we wipe our asses, you will know about it. You don't, don't know need about to know that. I don't, I don't know about it. <laughs> you will know. Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> Stay golden, everybody. We love you. And we will update you this week about what will go down next week. What? All right. Peace what? What do you mean, what? I said peace out. That's what I said. What are you talking about? You said bye. What are you talking about? Make that money count. Make that money count. <laughs> <laughs>